What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Orange Slices. Today is just a catch-up day. No guests, because it's that time of year where, again, we got everybody playing for something, including my co-host, Mark McKenzie, who has been in the Belgian playoffs playing for that final uh, UEFA Conference League. Conference League. Yeah, U- yeah, yeah, Conference League. UECL, so UEFA UEC- European yeah. Conference League. Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah, yeah U- U- UECL. Yeah, yeah. yeah. UECL. And that would be UEFA European, UEFA European Conference League? Yeah, yeah, Conference yeah. League. Yeah, and so you got two games. Uh, you had two two games remaining? Yeah, two games remaining, Sunday and then sat- following Saturday. And you're you're currently four points off the pace, but you're playing against the team that's in front of you, which is always mm-hmm. a big match. You know, Genk versus Ghent. Ghent is yep. it Ghent? I know people yeah. said Hent before, and I'm like, yeah, is that right? but it's like a it's like a harsh G. It's like a yeah. Hent. Yeah, like if you're not gonna say Hank it right, just say Hent. it. Just yeah. say it the Anglo way, right? If you're yeah, not gonna exactly. say it right, say it the Anglo way. Yeah, you know? that's fair. So, and so you got this. You got this uh, playoff coming up. You've been in the playoffs. How's that been going for you? You've been playing in these playoffs. Mm-hmm. So what's mm-hmm. that been like for you personally? What's it been like for the team? Not getting bad results, but obviously uh, Ghent has also been been doing well in these matches. It's always interesting because playoffs are like this, this period where teams have like last ditch moments. You know, it's you're fighting for something, right? It's a round robin tournament. You play each team three times. People who are listening, you probably already know the format because I go over it every time we talk. But even a team that is finishing in eighth, for example, they can still have a chance to qualify for the the, the conference here, that last European ticket, just from sheerly winning the games, <laughs> scrapping, right? So for us, we've actually, you know, been able to to get good good results in this playoff. Uh, but it's it's also difficult because you can finish the league in sixth place and then the playoff you jump down and, and you're out of contention for for getting a spot. So right now we are in uh, an interesting spot because we're four points off of Ghent, who. Uh, already have the European the Europa League ticket because they won the the, the Belgian Cup. So and what would that now, mean for you guys? If, so if, for if, us we have to we have to finish in fifth. So we have to finish on you know ahead of them in the table uh, in order to secure an opportunity to play for that last European ticket because the loser of one through four we will have to play them if we finish in fifth. And then that will determine the final placement of the conference league Europa League. So Oh so you're telling fourth, me if you finish fifth, you'll play like say you Ghent play one additional fifth, game. They play one additional game against the one through four. No, no, no. So because this year Ghent won the the Crokey Cup or the Belgian Cup, that's an instant Europa League ticket. So they so don't have there's to. A, there's a Conference League ticket available. So there's still a Conference League ticket available. But if we don't finish in fifth, we don't get an opportunity to play the fourth place team for that last Conference League ticket. Okay, um, so, so right now for context. There is a first through fourth playoff happening mm-hmm. that you guys are not part of. You're you're part of the five through eight playoff, right? That gets that has the top finish gets you into that 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 uh, you pretty much secure uh, playoff. Yeah, spot. you secure a Europa League. So, for example, first finishes whoever finishes first in the playoff uh, and one through four gets instant Champions League, direct Champions League qualification. And they're champions. They're champions of the league, right? And they're champions, right? You know, second will get the uh, Champions League qualification stages mm-hmm. and then a Europa League direct ticket. Third will get Europa League qualification and then Conference League direct ticket. And then fourth place will have to play fifth place to determine who gets that last Conference League ticket. And that okay. takes place on the 29th, I believe, of May. But this year is weird because Ghent didn't finish in the top four. Otherwise, it would have been 
yeah. a battle for that last European ticket. But now if Yen finishes fifth, it's done. And then the fourth place team just gets a direct ticket to the conference league. Um, and we'll we'll play in the qualification stages of that. Wow. So yeah. That's complicated. Yeah. So so nice and complex. It, so in theory, if Ghent were to finish in fifth, then the team in fourth would get that automatic spot. They wouldn't Correct. be a playoff. Would they still play that playoff or it's nope. just no, no, no. There's yeah. no game. It's just they finish on the twenty first wow. of May and then that's that. So Wow. So you got a lot yeah. of people rooting against you right now. Listen. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, it's an interesting one because we need to finish in fifth, right? We want to end with this conference league ticket, but Gen is also like, we don't want to lose again to Gank, right? We beat them the first match, so they have some pride in it, but they also want to keep the distance between us. So if they win or tie, that pretty much secures it. They don't have to worry about anything, and then you know stuff is fine. But yeah, if we win Sunday, then it kind of leaves things up in the air for that last playoff match day. Okay. That's so, yeah, man. Well, lots to play for. At least, at least there's there's a lot of implications for you. And I know that you know this time of year, especially in and some of the other you know content I'm doing. I recently stepped uh, filled in on on the K Golasso podcast, which is on you know the CBS's sort of global mm-hmm. outlook uh, like overview. And the 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 common theme is teams are playing for something at the top. Teams are playing for something at the bottom. And then you have this big gap of like yep. you know. Basically, say take the Premier League six to fourteen, or I guess you know maybe seven to fourteen, seven, yeah. playing for nothing, right? Or not even seven. Say say because because maybe seven places are still competing, but outside of that, you have like say six teams that have quote unquote nothing to play for. But you, after finishing outside of that European spot, have something to play for. Do you think that there is a value or a renewed, um, almost like a renewed? Um, expectation or excitement for the league because of the way the playoff system works? I do. I do think it, it adds that extra bit of, yeah, excitement, but but also encourages people to watch. You know, it gives them some kind of incentive to, to say we're tuning into the games because we know that, you know, at the end of this whole thing, there's still European tickets who, which aren't set up yet. But there's also the other side of it that, that kind of sucks because, for example, Union, they killed, you know, they, they went crazy during the league, during the season, right? And they got to this playoff now. And Bruges is three points ahead of them after last night, you know? So they did all that work during the season. And now in the season, they could potentially lose that 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 trophy. So, you know, from the, the spectator side, it's like, yeah, you know, you, you really have that, that, that energetic side that, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to watch, you know? But from the player side and from the club side, it's like, dang, you can lose a good chunk of change because, yeah, you, you lost in the playoff, you know? And also... I think about the teams that aren't even like, for example, in Belgium, teams have been done playing since April. Like, you know, you got you got teams that that finished the last game April 10th, you know, and that's a month ago. So, yeah, you turn around and you're now two months off and you still have June to go through. So, yeah, man, there's this layers to it. Wait, so your uh, your your nine through whatever have been off since. The yeah, beginning. they've been there's done. No other. OK, that's they've been wild. They've, playing, they've been playing friendlies in that, you know, but it's like, what's the does anybody really want to play friendlies after the season's done? And by the way, a lot of these, some of these guys are like on loan or some of them are coming out of contract. So there's not really anything to push, you know, the, the, the guys after that, that last match. That's tough. Well, I mean, we've seen, we've seen all over the, all over Europe now, it's been an interesting time for the U S men's national team players from, you know, uh, Tyler Adams chasing the top four to like, Mm -hmm. you know, Fulham getting promoted, Venezia going down, uh, Leeds are in a relegation fight. We see Norwich went down, you know, we're we're seeing, um, 
Matthew Hoppy's team, Mallorca, yeah. are fighting for relegation or fighting to survive. They may I, I haven't looked over the last weekend of, of yeah, where yeah, they're yeah. at within all that. But it's kind of a crazy time, and you're starting to see sort of not ideal scenario for for the national team going through this stuff. But but these are the kinds of things that help help you shape you as a career, which I think at times are really stressful because we're seeing yeah. the downside of that of a Ricardo Pepe going to a club that's fighting relegation, not a good situation for a young player striker who's who's meant to score goals um, to be put in that environment. But you're also seeing a number of players kind of go through the, the the throes of a hard season, dealing with pressure, dealing with high expectations, you know, going through the 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 turbulence of of playing in 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 leagues where there are implications for every result and that every right. match matters. Have you been taught, talking to anybody or chatting with anybody about what you're up to, what they're up to? No, not really. I think everyone's kind of been on their own, in their own bubble in a way, you know, trying to get through this last stretch of the season, right? It's the final push. You know, guys are trying to finish. Like, look at Fulham. Fulham just secured, you know, promotion to the, to, to the Prem, you know, so that's an exciting thing. But again, we have guys who are fighting, you know, relegation as well. So um, it's been that, that last little bit of... Uh, <laughs> Mind you, it's right before the holidays, right before the national team break, you know, so I think individually guys are just really trying to get through this stretch to, you know, you want to finish healthy, you want to try and get to that period where you're like, okay, you know, my team is is, is in a good position and my team is is finally out of it. So although, yeah, we keep in touch with one another, I think it's, it's difficult to to explain, you know, how, how it feels to go through that situation because some, some guys don't know and some guys, you know, uh, you know, hopefully we'll never know. And then some guys will, will go through it regularly. So, um, I think again, probably coming up into this international window, you'll have, we'll have plenty of discussions as to what's going on and how guys are doing and handling that. But like, for example, I spoke to, to George Bello, you know, a bit, you know, he had a tough one, but yeah, it's, it's a difficult time. You know, you're playing in the Bundesliga and it's unfortunate the, the, the own goal, but you, f- I feel for him, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's moments like that where I'm like, dang, man, you know, I, I really, I'm really pulling for you, but it's it's tough for me to 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 really know what you're going through because it's it's something that every individual will kind of have to 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 deal with as it comes. Yeah, I mean, I feel for him because uh, Bielefeld uh, was a team that had just come up the year that we I came up in the Bundesliga and and our my, my team did, and it is a scrap. And obviously, you have the own goal basically ensures their relegation, but. No, no season ever comes down to a single moment. It's just, again, it's a thing for him that I always wonder about where I'm like, it's a great next step to get to the Bundesliga. But I feel like the quality of our player, the American player, gets diminished the moment we put them into these environments where they have so much less control, right? Yeah, he, He's got a guy, I think he's a Danish player that plays in his position as well. And you're just going through it. Like you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out. And he's been out more than he's been in. It's a really interesting situation because for him, he's going to learn a lot from this. But Absolutely. but when you're a player that 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 believes in your quality, when you're a player that believes that you can compete, it can be really hard. And Bielefeld's an all right town. I spent a decent amount of time there because one of my buddies was playing there. But it's a hard situation to be in because of all the things that you're going through. And I feel like the quality of the American player is beyond relegation in the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. But now we're seeing this, and I talk about Ricardo Pepe a lot as an example of somebody who, Augsburg, not a bad club at all. It's a great club. But for a, a teenage striker, is it the right club? You know, The problem is he's so expensive that someone's got to be willing to spend $20 million on him. And yeah. a club like Augsburg that has American ownership group and, and all kinds of like unique ties back to the U.S., I think took a chance on him. 
And they're going to think about it through a completely different lens than a player like him. And I just go, man, there's got to be better options or better clubs. And it leads the point I'm trying to get back to is when I was my generation, all you heard about was standard Liege, right? And Anderlecht because of the size of the club. But gener- generally, yeah. standard Liege, when Oguchi Onyewu was playing there, were winning championships. Yeah. And then you had Sasha Kleschen and they were winning at, at Anderlecht. But it was this stepping stone. And I feel like we're moving so quickly in the development of players that we're, we're, we're missing out on the opportunity to... And I mean, you went for, I don't know, four or five million. So it's not like you were cheap either uh, for a player going abroad. But I feel like we're moving so quickly towards an era where players are so expensive that we're ruling out the right next step for the mm-hmm. only next step. And I worry about the... I feel like there needs to be some sort of market reset on some of our American players and the willingness for clubs to move players to you know, a secondary sell-on fee or be more creative so that it also has the player's best interest yeah. in mind and not just the club. Yeah, I think in my little spiel on that is football is all about moments, you know, and sometimes I think that we sometimes get caught up in the moment, you know, of, oh my gosh, this club is interested in me or this this price is being thrown at me. Like, oh, you know, I couldn't even dream, you know, I couldn't even dream of that, you know, so I'm going to jump on that. And I'm not saying that's the mentality of everybody, right? I'm not saying that's the mentality of all football players, but you see it around the world, you know, where, where guys will take that step and it may not necessarily be the right step, you know, and I talk, I use myself as an example because it's, it's a real example. I wasn't ready to take the next step, you know, necessarily to a top five league. You know, I felt like there were areas in my game that needed development and there still are er, still are areas where I need development, right? One of them speed, but, I can, but you can't coach that. We know no, that. You see, you see look that. at this guy. You, see, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I mean, but speed I, is all relative. When you compare it to somebody like me, who's generally the fastest on their team, like you, you, you got a ways to go. But, you know, from what I've heard, and I've, con- I've continued to do my own due diligence behind uh, closed doors. You know, we had the Philly Union out here last week in LA. Uh, here we go. Just here really we go. probing on 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 this authenticity. And so they, they I got a lot of sneaky fast, sneaky fast. Listen, listen, listen. I'm just saying when you're blessed with fast twitch muscles, it's uh yeah, it's a thing of beauty. But guy, uh guy's got a Jamaican dad and thinks he's look, automatically fast because he's Jamaican, look 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 know? fast twitch muscles, you know <laughs> genetically I I can't really do much about it man. <laughs> yeah. Hey I'm sorry I was I'm sorry your honor I was born this way. Uh, but yeah, I think I think we sometimes lose sight of that that step, you know. And myself, I needed that I needed that step to to go and, and to be challenged, you know, not to the point where I feel like I'm going to lose myself or I'm not going to feel like I'm getting the most out of my experience because that's all you have, right? You only have this X amount of time in your career. You want to maximize it to the fullest. And although it's not like the the the, the typical like oh make that jump, you're gonna go to this in your Champions League and that. No, look, I think Belgium has one Champions League spot directly, you know, and the, the rest are kind of up in the air. So that is a small taste, you know, a little taste of, of what it'll be like at the next level, right? And, and I think it's important not to, to to get outside of that, you know, not to, not to get ahead of ourselves, you know, especially young footballers who see these big, you know, $100 million price tags and, oh, well, he's playing in the Prem and he's playing in, in, in France and he's playing in England and or in uh in Germany and Spain, blah, blah, blah. Once you start thinking like that, you start putting yourself in the same category and everybody's in the same category. Everybody isn't in the same, isn't on the same track, you know? And I think it's important yeah, but to, Mark, to be if, realistic if, with if, yourself. If a big club came, this is the problem. Big club came ready to spend 20 listen, million on you. That's going to be tough financially for you to turn down. Your mind Look, goes- and that's what I, I'm saying. Yeah. You know, you, it's, if a, if a club, it's about moments, right? So if a club is sending that- 
to me, you know, you really have to sit and think. Like, that's life-changing type stuff, you know what I'm saying? And and I don't know all the details of contracts and that, and that's another discussion. But when you see that, tw- honestly, when I saw the price tag for me at four or five million, I was like, dang. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's crazy, you know? Well, that's like, why, yeah, that's why I turned down Real Madrid three times because it wasn't the right time for me, you know? <laughs> just, it was like that moment. I was like, yo, bro, I'm like, I'm, I'm like... I'm about to take a shower, you know, like yeah. I got things to do today. Bro, Time let me call you back right. later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, is this, the, I was like, is this an international call? Is this, am I going to, you know, at that time it was like, you didn't know like an incoming international call you could get charged for. So I was like, yo, am I getting charged for this? Like, let me call right, you back right, on right. Skype. What's the, and then, what's the international <laughs> fee? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but you're right, man. Like not to make too, too, too much of a joke of it. It, it is really hard to to turn down moments. It's, it's, it's really hard to not believe that if a club's showing you interest, you know, we as players put ourselves in a position where, you know, you have to be somewhat realistic with yourself. But for the most part, you never let anybody, you never believe anybody's better than you. Maybe right. the small details of a game that you see are better, but you always want to be able to compete. And there's also a lack of like willingness to be vul- vulnerable in moments where if, if it was a, I'm trying to think of a big club, like that's not too big, but not too small, Lyon or mm-hmm. a um, yeah. something that like little, that yeah, com- yeah, yeah. comes in where it's like, Big club, traditionally big. It would be hard for you to think like, "Yo, I, you tell me like I, I can't compete at that level." Of course I can. You know, I'm a, right. I'm a U.S. men's national team player. Of course I can play with these guys who are also also internationals and stuff like that. But is it the right move? That's where it becomes hard, and you can get buried. Having said that, on the flip side, you did the right next step that you felt was for your career, and you you've still had to go every day and compete and go through exactly. things that you can't control, like a manager change, a new manager comes in and. Is, is trying to have a system. You're also a selling club. So mm-hmm. they're going to see market values on players. And then they're going to be like, yo, we got to get this guy on the field because he's the next to go. Let's move him. And, right. and, and figure out where you weave into that conversation. So there's no like, there's no, there's no halt. There's no easy pass where you go, okay, yeah. this is it because, you know, I'm not going to have to compete because then you're not going to get better there either. Like if you were at gank and not competing for a starting spot, I don't know, you're going to get better because you're starting because you're going to get games and matches. But you do also need a little bit of that pressure because you were at a point at the Philly Union where no one was coming up underneath you, right? You were at that level you were established that you need a little bit of that sort of yeah, a little fire mirror. underneath yeah. you, yeah, a little bit of fire underneath you, you know, a little bit of you know, uh, yeah, somebody who's applying pressure to you, right? You know, I think it was it was when I was in Philly, it was that me, Trusty, and and Jack Elliott, you know, for a period were kind of battling each other to to get the the starting spot, right, and. Each week was like, all right, well, I need to perform, you know, and I think that's what that's the mentality that I think a lot of a lot of young footballers need to de- develop, you know, at an earlier age, because other than that, you're going to get lost in this whole cycle of oh, big money and look, big money is nice. And big yeah. money is nice, you know, but but you also want to make the most out of, out of yourself, you know, in your development. So, yeah, that's, that's well, you- my little spiel. I like it. I like it. Well, you got a your, your games on Sunday on ESPN for anybody that's yes, listening. Sir. Make sure you tune into that. Uh, this is a big, big match. You got two matches left to, to to finish in that top spot. So four points behind a win would put you one point behind, and then it's left up to that final day of the season. Man, you guys love to leave it late, gang. Huh? Hey, let me tell you something. Uh, let me like tell you something. We, <laughs> we did the same thing last year, man. We we won the last game, but uh, yeah, we we needed the. I think we were behind on goal difference or something something that threw us all i think bruce came in as the leader and that's what gave them the yeah, upper hand they came in we tied. they came in because you had to beat them in points because yes, they came yes. in with more points you couldn't tie you tied on points in your final match of the season which technically exactly. should have made you guys 
some sort of champion of some kind. Uh, but that was the, if anything, that was co-champion. Having said that, you guys let Ender like take a take a take a point off you, two points off yes. you. That would have changed yes, everything. We but we're not going to focus on the on the past. Past. Yeah, we're Actually, not going to dwell on that. We are. I got one more question on the past. Okay. You know, you were you were. Uh, there were some controversies the first time you guys played against uh, Kent. You know, and there was a few <laughs> red cards being thrown around. Your name may have been thrown out as as a culprit. In a, in a potential, uh, you know, crime scene that took place that, that you got away with. You think there's going to be that? I mean, this is a rival of yours. Is, is there is there going to be some hostility? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's going to be a it's a high stake match. You know, Ghent want to make sure that they finish on top. Right. They they also know that we beat them last time. They also feel, you know, shafted because they had one point five cards, you know, against them. So it's like, you know, and again, I said one point five because the coach. Does it count as a full red card? <laughs> is it really a, is it really a, you know? So yeah, look, they got they got stakes on it too, you know? And and I think that's what's gonna gonna add a add a bit of enjoyment to the game, you know. I think that's what's gonna add a bit of uh, intensity, you know, that grittiness that you wanna see. Also, both teams wear blue. So one team's gonna have to wear or white and one team's gonna have to wear blue. So it's a battle of the blues. But is yeah, this home I think or is it a, is this one white? Home. This one's Ooh, home. Oh wow! Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you guys territory. wear you guys wear uh, white at home generally, or are you blue? No, nah, we're blue at home. I think we'll probably go like blue, white, blue, something like that. Uh, yeah, it's a calm combo. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. fair. What what yeah. uh what 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 are we expecting in terms of a, a crowd for this game? Sunday stadiums full. Are they allow they're allowed to be? Yeah, fully, yeah, fully they're full? full stadium. So uh, I want to say probably like I would guess 85 percent. Okay. Capacity. Yeah. There we go. So I like that. A, but as long as as long, honestly, as long as the supporters are engaged, you know, it feels a lot more. So even if you had like seven, sixty percent, seventy percent, I think it really the atmosphere is, is lifted because the the supporters are really diving yeah. into it. You know. So yeah, that makes it makes it it makes a big difference. One of the funny things that I learned about Sunday games in a lot of countries in 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 Europe is that they do them because of safety. Of the fact Safety. that, uh, yeah, so in some leagues around Europe, they'll play these games that are daytime games because then you don't have fans being too drunk. Um, <laughs> and they'll do them on Sundays uh, so that it's going into a work week. And so they're like strategically plays. And obviously TV has to do a lot with it too and, yeah, and things like that. But they they a lot of leagues play games on Sundays because of like they had so much fan violence on the weekends or night games on Saturdays and whatever that they started spreading them out. Uh, had you ever heard that before? No, honestly, that's, it's funny you bring that up because it, it really makes sense, though. You know, I think about it, I'm like, if they do a Friday, Saturday night game, oh, they're going to get trashed Friday night, you know, after the game, walking through the street, uh, you know, Saturday night even, you know. But you put it Sunday afternoon, you still got the kids and families that can still come to the game. You got people who are still preparing. They can't be hung over, you know, for the work day next, you know. So uh, I think we had one game Sunday at like 9 o'clock, and it was kind of dead because, yeah, it's – Sunday nine o'clock, bro, and I already closed early enough here, right? So, you put a game at nine o'clock on a Sunday, and they got to work the next day. You know, nah, it's not gonna work out. So, how, nah, how fun, it makes sense. How funny is it when you do have like even now, right? What time's your kickoff on Sunday? I think four or five, something like that. In that when range. you when you are on your way home from the stadium, it will be a ghost town in your town. Oh, like you, <laughs> oh, yeah. You have to have, and there's again. I know we talked about this before. But you have to have a game plan as to what what one restaurant is you're going to be able to get food from or have food from the grocery store because there's nothing on a it, Sunday. 
is empty, you know, and luckily there's a few spots that are open, but kitchens close at like seven o'clock. So they'll be open till eight, nine o'clock, but you can't get food, you know, so you can get drinks. <laughs> you, can get, <laughs> you can sit there and drink all you want, but your stomach is still going to be rumbling. So yeah, I have to, uh, I have to always plan ahead, you know, even if uh, I take some food from the stadium after and I'm like, ah, cause I know I'm going to be hungry around 10 o'clock and tomorrow we might have free. So I got to, yeah, I might be up a little bit later. I want to game a little bit. You know, I yeah. missed out on some gaming. So, yeah, you know, I was strategically thinking ahead. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So what do you got? Have you, have you had any conversations? You talked a little bit about summer coming up. We got a Winter mm -hmm. World Cup, which is bizarre. Still wrapping my head around that. Have you had any conversations with the national team staff? Uh, well, I mean, what, what's the, what's the, not to give us too much that, that might not be shareable, but you know, any, any plans for the upcoming summer that you've got set in stone vacations, anything like that? Yeah, man. Well, look, my, my You're gonna plan stay at is... one of your seven or eight properties in Florida that you've acquired <laughs> over the last year. So we'll get to that in a second. Man. Come on, I'm a real estate kind of sore now. <laughs> but no, nah, the plan, look, I always plan, you know, when international windows come up, so I'm always planning that I'll be there. Right. You know, and, and worst case scenario i'm not but the plan is to be there you know i've been playing i've been fit so you know ultimately we'll we'll figure out you know what that looks like in the next week what is it now may 12th yeah we'll find out probably in the next week or so what that looks like so yeah man you know right now just trying to keep these minutes high you know finish these games in, in good form and stay healthy right so i can go into that international break feeling good you know we got four matches which is pretty hefty you know if you think about the end of the season but also good matches we got one was it morocco uruguay and then nations league two nations league uh so yeah four good matches also yeah. while we're on the national team shout out to miles you know and, and alo you know who just went through injuries you know my guys uh yeah thoughts and prayers with them you know quick recoveries but yeah after that man yeah, I got to squeeze in some some kind of trip because uh, our season starts up third week of July. Training camp is probably like that first July 4th, like July 4th time. And, you know, guys are going to start training again June 20-something. So I'm going to try and squeeze out, you know, a little bit of a little bit of vacation with the fam. You know, I'll probably end up going back home right after camp, seeing them a little bit, and then get away. You know, I got to get away. So uh do like a week away and then – Probably trying to ask for, you know, an additional week or something like that, you know, push it to the end of June. I got to return, you know, get, you know, Europe, Europe side, you know, instead of state side, Europe side. So that way it doesn't feel like such a big gap. From there, man, we back at it. You know what I'm saying? Quick, mm -hmm. quick, quick, quick holiday is what they call it out here. You know, and it's not vacation. It's holiday. It's not. It's, it's holiday. So, yeah. Aside from that, that's all I got going on. That's, uh, yeah. And I, mind you, I'm I'm talking like I I got this all planned out, but in reality, I have no idea what's going to even happen after the game Sunday because I don't even know my schedule for next week yet. So <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I was dude, I was talking. I went to the, I went to I went to a barber the other day, and I hadn't been at the barber in like a while, as we know. Yeah, I can tell. Hair on the yeah on yeah the, yeah on the, on the pod, and uh, he was asking me like, do I like you know general like he just kept saying bro and man to me a lot and i like he was saying it so much it was starting to bother me so wait, I was wait, like, before you, know you continue is there like a is there like a bro man cap on like how many times you can say it in a conversation do you think that do you think that i mean exists? if 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 i'm like what's up bro like that's fine all right what's up man but if you finish every question with man or bro I was like, dude, this guy's killing me. Just ask the normal questions like he just every like literally everything he said ended with bro or man. 
anyways, he was a really nice guy, but he's asking me like, do you miss it? And I was thinking about it and I was like, no, I don't miss playing that much because of the fact that like I decided at a random time of a random day to come get a haircut would have never happened before. Your schedule is planned and you have your windows, you have your free time in between, but you know, you're also thinking about like, do I want to be on my feet? I'm pretty tired. I've been training hard. I need to recover, you know, prepping or recovering or, you know, all that sort of thing. Or if you're in Europe, you're in a town where it's like, ah, do I want to be around people who, who know who I am? Like, is it, do I get out of here? That sort of thing. And I just remember thinking like, there's nothing you could, nothing you could give me to, to make me give my weekends back. And I don't even live, like, I don't live for the weekend. You know, I'm not like Friday, you know, drinks, you know, and then weekend drinks, like, you know, weekend, like, I don't have that weekend warrior spirit. It's just more of like this idea that I'm now in an industry and in a world where like, I've still got to get stuff done. I've still got to own my, my, my life and accountability and responsibility, but no one gets to dictate. You might be on your way home and they're going to be like, well, tomorrow you <laughs> might have family, you might have, you know, I have family in town, right? And you're going to yep. go somewhere for the afternoon and they might be like double session tomorrow. Yep. Change and, just like that. Yeah. Just now, like that. Now, now listen, for, for anybody that's listening thinking how spoiled this is, we get it. <laughs> it is spoiled. But yes, we'll it's, also, to that. It, it's also, you know, the idea that not only is it that, but then you're going to go on the weekends and you might have a travel day on a Saturday and then Sunday mm-hmm. you have a game, which means Monday you might have a recovery session, which means, you know, Tuesday you might have a day, like your day off changes all the time. Like your, your, your downtime changes all the time. You're kind of always on call in a weird way. Uh, and, and that's hard. And like now it's not really, I don't really have to deal with that, which I, you don't realize yeah. it when you're in it. But once you're out of it, you're like, man, that's, that's pretty nice feeling. No, it is, man. That, that, that freedom, you know, to, to kind of move about without feeling like you're always looking in your rearview mirror like, oh my gosh, okay, is this coach going to change my schedule? Is he, you know, is he going to do this, you know, or, or is my, is my program for next week? You know, I planned a vacation, you know, in June, do I need to, to reschedule that? You know? So I think that that's a, it's a liberating feeling. And again, even you get a, like, I get a little taste of it in the summer where I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh my gosh, bro, <laughs> did I miss training or oh, do I need to do a workout? You know, I, uh, did I do my, my my wellness questionnaire? Did I, you know, that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you don't realize that, you know, and then you get to that moment, you're like, oh, it's nice. So, yeah, yeah. man, yeah, I'm looking. Look, I'm I'm looking forward to to the break. You know, it's been a been a year, you know, long season, but yeah, looking forward to the break. You know, get over this last little hump, you know, and finish on a high, man, and then we go from there. But yeah, do you man, feel do you feel like you've earned the trust of your coach for next season or do you feel like this is still a building process that is like fluid or do you feel like there is you know because uh, it, it for whatever reason he he wasn't playing you and now he's playing you consistently and we know that that's just a fluid thing in sports but you also know that there's more levels to it when you're inside of a locker room when you have a relationship with the manager of like Either they like you or they don't. They believe in you or they don't. Or maybe it's somewhere in between. Do you feel different now or do you feel like it's still sort of one game at a time and, and take it from there? No, I think that what this season has taught me is really not to get, not to think further than I need to, right? To kind of focus on being present. I had a tendency to always think like, man, all right, well, I'm in this game now, but next game I want to play as well, you know? And and what does that look like? You know, when, when you have the mentality, it throws you off from really focusing on, on the little details you know, of, of, of being in the moment. So, yeah, I think that I, I have earned the trust. You know, I think I've, I've 
earned the trust of the club, you know, and, and all, you know, from, mm-hmm. from the sporting director down from the, the board of directors, the owners and that, you know, cause Dang, bro, yeah, I mean, all of them, huh? I just want all of listen, them. It's crazy. I've, listen, man. You know, I, I'm just I'm just hoping to finish every day with with a happy family. You know what I mean? You got the whole board of directors on 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 board and listen, look, it's it, it's it's a building process, right? I got here, it's been a year and a half. So mm-hmm. I feel like I've I've gotten to that point where I have relationships with with these individuals um and 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 uh gradually earned their trust, you know, whether it be on the field or developing off the field in, in my games, you know, developing in the tra- on the training pitch, I should say, you know, my game and showing I'm I'm willing to work, you know, and willing mm-hmm. to grow, willing to make the the acquisition of myself to the club worth it, right? You know, and, and ultimately both both parties have have you know ambitions, right? You know, both parties, one party wants to to go on and play at the next step, and one party wants to get a return on their investment. So, yeah, I think that, that I've earned that trust. You know, now going into next season. Summer is always a crazy time, right? Transfers, who's going here, who's going there. Look, we have four center backs here now. You know, is one going to get loaned? Is one uh, is one going to be sold? You know, all these different factors that go into the summer that you really don't know until you get to that. So I think at the moment, you know, I'm just like, let me just focus on, on finishing in, in good a form as possible, you know, for myself, but but also for the club. You know, and then once we get through the summer stretch of a vacation and kind of disconnecting, like I always talk about disconnecting, baby, disconnecting, it's, it's important, you know, uh, once once I disconnect and I take my time, uh, then it can kind of turn back into to the season and that. But yeah, did you have, did you ever, did you ever uh, feel like going into a new season that you had to work even harder to earn the, the, the coach's trust or, or get to a point where you're like, dang, you know, I'm not really sure. Am I a fringe player or am I, you know, one of those guys who, yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It was a very short window where I really had that. And that was when I was in Germany where, you know, we went through like four or five coaches during that period. And it was uh, rough because you were always constantly, a coach will always default to what they know. So a new mm-hmm. coach comes in and, we had one that was former U21 national team and he had his guys that he wanted like for, for Germany. He had his guys he'd put in and he struggled with non-youth like young players. You know, he was very good with the, some of the younger players and I was still on the younger side, but uh, it was still different. We had another coach that was like old school, like fight, you know, you lose like, like I was talking about. He'd be, he just, we used to talk about it in the locker room after a loss where you'd be like, Oh, he's definitely going to make a double session tomorrow just for no reason. <laughs> like it was like this men- mentality thing of like he was a horrible coach. Horrible. Like one of the closest things I've seen to like a dictatorial coach where he would sit up on a hill and look down 50 yards away and they'd kick <laughs> a ball somewhere on the field and we had to move and adjust in our shape and he'd like look at me from like 70 yards away and just do like you, if you're listening to this on audio, I'm just flicking my hand to the right a little bit. And that's what he'd be doing to me from like 50 yards away, telling me to just move a step over because I was too big of a gap between me and the center backs. And I'd be like, yo, this guy is insane. And so I I went through it constantly with coaches um, there. But the new season brought brought a new opportunity. But it was more, I felt my second year in Germany, I felt just stuck, right? Which is mm-hmm. like, I... Yeah. I when I played, I played pretty well uh, when I got my matches in the Bundesliga. The second season, I was like, I'm trying to get out of here and I can't. I'm not getting a ton of options. It's also, it's also you know, 2008 going into 2009. I'm playing, I'm playing in the national team right now. I need to go. Like the next move has to be a move where I play because I'm sort of in, out, in, out. 
And so it was more of, it was, I was more w- weirdly distracted probably for, f- to the detriment of my performances on getting out of that environment than staying in it. And then I was sort of forced to stay in it. And it was hard for right. me to really buy in knowing that I didn't feel like I had control. And then from there, they kept the coach that, 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 that from the season before, which we had failed under. And then from there, after like five games, got rid of him. New coach came in, got rid of him. New coach came in. And it was just that sort of constant, like almost living in regret of like, why did I, why did I trust this or stay in here? As opposed to being like, you know, even if I got to go somewhere and compete or if I got to take a step back in terms of level, like, okay, get out of the Bundesliga, go back to Denmark or go to the next club. I was kind of stuck between like, I need to move forward and I need it to be the right club. Right. And that doesn't always jive together. That doesn't always yeah, work together. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I ended up getting sort of that paralysis through analysis, sticking it out there and then, you know, having a bad run of like manage coaches and situations and performances between myself and the team and whatever that, you know, season flies by like that. And now you're like, man, I'm worse off than <laughs> I was a year ago. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was uh, a lot of trying to prove yourself, but always in the back of your mind feeling like, and I'm sure you went through this when you weren't playing some where you're like, I'm playing well. Like, what is he not seeing? And the For team's sure. not winning. What is he not yeah. seeing? Like, and and I'm that's always a mix of a little bit of you probably overvaluing the, your performances and overanalyzing your performance. And then and then also the manager also not giving you that shot or seeing it in a different way. And so it's man, the ment- mental side is tough. Um but to see you come out of the back end now and see this run of form, especially under in games of consequence, yeah. I think is a pretty rad thing. No, it's it's huge. You know, it's a confidence boost, right? And it's it comes at the right time because it's we consider the most important part of the year. You know, the playoff, and hopefully you're in the position to contend. You know, in in the playoff, right? But uh, once you get to the playoff and you qualify for it, then it's like, all right, well, we got to handle business because if we don't handle business, then yeah, we're gonna find ourselves just pretty much doing this for nothing, right? I think for us as a club and, and us as individuals on, on the team, yeah, we want to salvage something out of this year, right? And I think that last European ticket would be a good way to do that. Um, of course, we feel like we should be, we should have been in the, the top four and we we screwed up in a lot of ways during the year, but it's a situation at hand. So you got to you gotta kind of take those blows as they come and, and then use them and, and hopefully, you know, fire, uh, yeah, fire the right way during that playoff. So... Yeah, it's definitely nice to be back playing and, and have, I think it was like four wins and, and a draw. You know, I think we conceded three or four goals in that five matches, which was, yeah, as good as it looked as a defender, keep clean sheets. You know, that's huge. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely good to, to get that run again. And honestly, it's a little similar to last year, to be honest with you. I think last year I was, it was a period where I didn't play. I think it was like that March, February. Yeah, bro, it was almost identical to last year. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, it was like March, February, I didn't play. And then April, I played a couple of games. We won the cup and then playoff. Yeah, I started playing again. And that's when I got a, a run with the national team as well. So, yeah. Look, man, that's the goal. So, yeah, finish out this year. I like that. I like that. Well, that is it for us. Mark McKenzie, appreciate it, man. Obviously, uh, that game kicks off for anybody that is curious. 10 a.m., Eastern time, 7 p.m. Pacific. I believe that's 4 p.m. local time. Mark, we miss you the the, the best, man. And hopefully you guys get within that one point and then kind of snatch that uh, conference league spot or at least the conference league playoff spot on the final match of the season. And uh, appreciate you taking time out of the day. And of course, everyone, make sure that you follow us on social at Slice of Soccer. We're going to keep bringing this to you guys. I promise you. I promise you we got guests coming up, but you know, it's a little complicated time of year. We're not listen, we're gonna we're not I, I say we're not gonna make any more excuses, but we keep making more excuses. But hopefully you guys <laughs> stick around 
And uh, this community is continuing to grow. We appreciate uh, Mark taking time out of his day. He's a very We appreciate man. you too. He, hang on. Let, let, let's just give a little love to Heath, man. We appreciate you too taking the time out of your day. You know you're a busy man. You got a lot of endeavors oh, going on, I'm, I'm underwater, you know? Like, Listen, I'm, yeah. <laughs> you're a paddle you're a paddle, a paddle man now, you know, by the way. If you haven't played paddle before, you should definitely get into it. It's like a, it's like a yeah, low Yeah, I'm glad you intensity. contextualize that, you know? Like, yeah. Because you say you're a paddle man. That could be patois or something, you know? Like, yeah, that, that could be. That could yeah. Be, so. Uh, yeah, nah, big paddle guy, I should say. Yeah, you know, he's, big he's, paddle sport it's, guy. It's a, it's a good, it's a nice game, man. I played a few times, so yeah. Make sure, make sure you guys, make sure you guys uh, watch out for him. If you ever see him on any paddle courts near you, test him a little bit, you know. Because yeah. when I come back stateside, might have to have a little wager. Hey, I heard that. I heard that actually. Bedoya and Glesnes, they've been playing a lot of yeah. these shows. So if you get out there again, and Richie, Richie's been playing too. Okay. You get out there and get in, get yourself in for a little game. It's a nice little sneaky <laughs> workout, you know. Hey, say better no than more, running man. in a straight line for like. Hey, five let miles, me tell you, know? you something, man. There is nothing, there is nothing like just having to run straight for forty minutes an hour to say you're getting your fitness up. So, play some paddle. Uh, and again, Heath, we appreciate you, man. We appreciate you taking the time out of your day. We appreciate the thoughtfulness. We appreciate uh, just you as a person, man. So, Damn, yeah. It's like Father's Much Day love, right man. now. You know, I'm getting like, Father's Day <laughs> shout out. I appreciate it. Um, cool. Well, listen, we're going to do another episode very, very soon. And uh, we appreciate all of you taking the time. And uh, make sure you're sharing this with your friends. You know, make sure you leave us a comment wherever you get your yes, podcast. Yes, make sure yes. you subscribe. Turn those notifications on. And until ne next time, peace out from Mark and I. Peace. Peace.